Hey, 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 folks. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Pure Black Podcast, an authentic conversation out to discover the why. I'm your host, Shayna Sally McMillan, and back with me today is my guy, uh, Lawrence McMillan. I called him my co-host the last episode, but I think he's staying. <laughs> I call him a guest. I think he's staying. I think he's officially my co-host. Uh, it's kind of hard to get away at this point. Yeah. I'm trapped. He pulled me down. He said, wait a minute. We have something to say today. We have something to say today about black culture. So we're going to jump in really again to examine, you know, here we are pointing a finger, you know, outside the culture. Should mm. we be pointing it, pointing it inside? Should we be pointing it in? Yeah. So spoiler alert. The answer is yes. <laughs> yes, we absolutely should. Uh, it, it was a it was a wild weekend. It was like it was really crazy. There's violence all over the place is absolutely going out of control all over the country uh all over the country mm-hmm. uh, you got uh chicago chicago believe it or not the violent crime was down well compared to father's day weekend well well I, some progress <laughs> we gotta we gotta take credit where credit yeah. was due it was actually down compared to father's day weekend when it was something like 115 people yeah. got shot or something like that. i don't think they like it's statistically relevant to say down when it's like down by like For, 20 like holiday to holiday yeah. like i don't think that that's like a statistically relevant what's the next holiday what's next Christmas? No, <laughs> more holidays before that. Wasn't it a Labor Day? Maybe? Yeah, Labor Day. All right, so we gotta see. We gotta check back in with Chicago on Labor Day. But uh, Chicago had a wild weekend. New York, which has been crazy ever since they shut down the anti crime unit up there, mm-hmm. uh, like an immediate spike in violent crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philly just had a we just had a bloody weekend, uh, and in Atlanta uh, there was a uh, a uh, young girl, eight-year-old girl by the name of Sequoria Turner was murdered over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, right near the Wendy's where Rayshard Brooks was shot and killed by the police. Mm-hmm. And in a in a shocking turn of events, the mayor actually, she had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she began to speak inside the culture. Inside, she, she started a conversation inside, inside the, the culture. culture. Uh, that we do not see from our leadership on a regular basis. I got I got some of her quote because she, she actually went off. She really went off, mm-hmm. and I'm only we we would be here. If, I can't even quote the whole thing, but she said uh, we talk a lot about what we're demanding from our officers in our community. We protested, we've demonstrated, we've been angry, we've cried, and we've demanded action. But now we're demanding action for Sequoia Turner and all the other people who were shot in Atlanta last night. Last night must have been crazy mm-hmm. down there, too. I didn't even check the numbers down there. Uh, Atlanta last night and in the past few weeks, these aren't police officers shooting these people on our streets. These are members of our community shooting each other. And in this case, it was the worst possible, it was the worst possible outcome. Real. Speaking inside the culture. Mm-hmm. Now, I want my question is, why don't more of our leaders speak that way inside the culture? Um, are we speaking about our leaders who were elected? Uh, I'm I'm talking about our right. leaders. I'm talking about our intellectuals, our elected officials, our community organizers. I'm talking about our leaders in general because at the end of the day. They all, they're all there by appointment. Mm-hmm. Whether you are an elected official or community organizer, 
if people aren't following you and listening to you, then you are not in that position. Okay. So they all stand something to lose when they speak, right? They, they lose their platform. They lose their influence on the community. I want to know why we don't hear, why is this, why does this particular comment stand out? Why does she stand out right now? Um, I think because I think she, she's exhausted like many of us hmm. about, you know, like spinning our wheels. I think we realize we start to kind of like get into a space where we, we push ourselves against the, the external structure of this, this country hmm. and feel that they are responsible for creating a system to stop this. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with it. You know, it actually is our leadership inside our culture that's actually gonna like stop and hold each other accountable and kind of create create an internal infrastructure that we don't give excuses to this. Mm-hmm. And I think if it is, I think we, we continue to fear each other to kind of fear speaking out against each other or holding each other accountable or saying, no, we got to go get our nephews and our, our sons, you know, our daughters, you know, from out there running the street mm-hmm. and we have to, you know, bring them back home. But that would then begin to lay a foundation of conservative conservatism. <laughs> it's not liberal. How dare we? How dare we start no. to kind of like, how dare we hold conservative points of view? Yeah. In, inside the culture, inside yeah. the culture, Yeah. you know? So, and then that kind of teeters on, you know, that space that people don't want to, don't want to draw that line in the sand. Hmm. That, no, it's not okay. Like we, we let other people push our, push our agenda. They, uh, the, the outside tells us what's important. The media tells us what's important. Okay. But when it's time for us to act, no, it only, only some of us mobilize. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm puzzled by why. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know because I've never been a, uh, oh man, I had a, I had a term for it earlier myself and I can't even think of it now. I've never been, uh, either or type of person uh, walk in my shoes I don't expect people to walk in my shoes to understand where I'm coming from on a situation I don't I don't expect other people I recognize my ability to do that it's a unique trait and it's actually a professional requirement mm-hmm. right but it, it, can you can you be a, a social justice warrior can you be for social justice and for accountability inside the culture is it possible to be both because so many people are you know defund the police social justice you can't like you can't talk about the violence in the culture while we're talking about the brutality of police Mm -hmm. like can you can you do both i mean if you if you want to look at it critically you can Mm. i mean and that's you know that's why we have scholars you know, and that's how we have, you know, all this student loan debt, you know, <laughs> we set ourselves up to be able to think critically about it mm. and not go with like the, the five minute media clip mm. about how the narrative should go. When you think about it, you know, we should be able to have, we should be able to have a critical, you know what I mean? And diverse conversation about, yeah. We should pull back in this conversation and push forward so, in that one. That said, why do you think we don't? Well, 
I mean, I think the underbelly. You know, of it you're for my me, resident scholar, right? I, but the underbelly so, for me, <laughs> you the are my student loan is debt. that we don't want to be isolated. We don't mm. want to be rejected by each other. Mm. That theme keeps showing up, mm. you know, because to stand in in favor of not defunding the police right now, mm-hmm. it's like throwing acid Whoa. in your in, a, in your eyes as, as a black easy, person. Easy, easy, like, how Tom. dare you? Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean. But hmm. when in fact. Yeah, no, that cop driving down my block or using, you know, you know, some tactical or police. I don't even know what they're called. Police (laughs) strategies, to be honest. I live with a, you know what I mean? I live with a law enforcement officer and Mm. I don't know all the tactical responses and strategies to reduce crime. Mm. But yeah, if it's going to keep my six year old nephew safe. Mm. Yeah, no, I I appreciate the police Mm. and to be able to say that. But we don't want to talk about we haven't even driven the line about, you know, what part of crime we're talking about. We won't even say, well, wait a minute. No, we need the police for violent crime. Well, no, nobody is saying, there's nobody of any significant platform who's bothered to mention that. Yeah, we got problems to solve when it comes to the police. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even speaking in third person at this point. I'm just saying this. There are issues when it comes to systematic racism, institutional racism, police brutality, Mm -hmm. the disconnect between officers and the communities that goes back generations. That's true, and those things need to be addressed. However, in the meantime, Mm -hmm. while we're discussing and trying to figure out what it even means to defund the police, because there is no broad statement, there is no broad definition, nobody actually understands what that means. I say it, it means one thing, you say it, it means Mm -hmm. another. While we're trying to figure that out, can we do something about Sequoia Turner? Yeah. Can we? You know, but then we would have to look at that statistic that you know we make um, African Americans make up thirteen percent of the population, but but commit fifty percent of the violent crime. And then when you throw that stat out and realize that we, we that's inside of us. <laughs> We're doing all the criminal you know, heavy lifting. We got some stuff yeah. inside. We yeah. got some conversations we need to have inside. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to pull our seat back and pull up a table and say, well, wait a minute. Mm. Second to second to anybody. Why know? is that? Why that is is such a hard conversation to have? It, it like, like you said, we we don't want to get shut out of our community. Mm-hmm. We we value each other. In that sense, we value each other so much. It's actually really incredible to me the ways we value each other versus the ways we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we don't want to be separated from people that we spend so much time and money separating yeah, ourselves from, from. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. move you move to the cul-de-sac but god god forbid yeah. somebody try to take your ability yeah. to raise a fist mm-hmm. when 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 shit get heavy it's almost like you know we don't we don't that cycle of trusting each other and trusting that somebody has a, a level of insight mm. and, and, and can offer a solution um we don't we think that that solution should come out from outside the culture mm. you know we we actually are still trusting white people mm. to protect us mm-hmm. to save us mm-hmm. to create safe spaces to for treat us, to us walk, better and give to us treat opportunities us yeah. and that's not you know I, I i don't even i don't even think that that's how you know what i mean as a collective we we survived slavery mm. it took our collective response mm. it took someone to trust harriet tubman mapping out some tunnels come on this way to walk through them <laughs> yeah you know yeah you're absolutely right Absolutely right. It's it's here's here's what I want to know. Inside the culture, who do you think is 
most responsible for speaking for speaking this message like mayor bottoms in atlanta who do you think we need to hear it from first to have the most impact is it our, our educators our entertainers i think it's our elected officials because they're the ones mm. voting they're the ones voting for the change okay they're the ones casting and drafting the legislation and the policies okay and you know the and then they they carry that message down to all of our organizational leaders. Mm-hmm. You know the chief of police in Philadelphia. She's an African American woman. Mm-hmm. She gets the law, you know, from the from well not from mayor because he's not mayor but from council. All right. You know now devil's advocate. Come on, <laughs> devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Most of us don't give a shit about politics. Well, so. Is, is are our elect now? I understand our elected officials need to actually take action on these things and be looking at addressing policies that you know that allow us to face the violent crime and so forth and make social justice reform and police. Yeah. I understand their 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 responsibility as far as acting on it, but for the average person on the street listening to the messages mm-hmm. do you think the mayor is the well, most impactful voice for them to hear this i mean from? the mayor the mayor don't speak for us the mayor don't look like us well i'm not even talking about our mayor. i'm talking about inside it's, the culture inside the culture inside the culture because in atlanta mayor bottoms looks like she us she like is us. she is and, inside and the culture they, they listen right they should hopefully they be listening well that remains to be seen you know but do you think speaking generally for the for the vast majority of the population you think our politicians are the most effective voice to speak out. Well, I, uh, you didn't ask me who should, who you didn't say who was effective. You said who should I said responsible. Who you, okay. All right. You said well, who's responsible for saying. All right. Fair enough. You're right. So who do you think would be the most impactful voice to hear these messages from for this message of accountability? Uh, uh black men. Oh, oh, damn. Do I count? Well, you count. Right. <laughs> I mean, but black, black men set the tone. Okay. But black women gonna enforce it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Black women may create the strategy, mm-hmm. but black men have to say the words. Okay. Because once black, once once a a black man who's you know head of a household mm. speaks, nobody's nobody. You heard me, damn it. Like, well, well, wait a minute <laughs> oh, now. Oh, okay. Not speaking just anyway. Oh, all but, right. You know, but that's again, you know, when we kind of step away from our conservative roots, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about, you know, we kind of, you know, a lot of people throw around, you know, Candace Owens and how she is and the, the kind of conversation she's cultivating about, mm-hmm. you know, the decimation of the black family mm-hmm. and taking the black, the black man out of the household. And when you think about it, yeah, no, that's, that's ringing true. Right. Cause when, you know, you know, men stand up, very few people. Very few people in black households, you know, it's, it's funny, don't fall in line. It's funny but that, that traditionally our households are far more conservative than than we let on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially 
our grandparents' generation is over. Because we have to be accepted by outside. We were looking for white acceptance. Looking for looking for acceptance. And we're inclusion. looking for acceptance from yeah. to kind of blend into what they kind of that narrative yeah. that they kind of wanted that feminist. Yeah. You know, and it's it's it stings. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I realize like I don't I can't even believe I'm starting to think like look at this this way. <laughs> but you know, when you think just today, it actually just makes sense. Now mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it makes sense tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that what I, everything that I'm saying is Bible, but trying to think critically about you know how are we gonna save how i'm gonna save my nephew's lives mm. Mm. fair enough all right well y'all heard it here first fellas all right the women are waiting for us to stand up and speak up now i i think mary bottoms in it i i love her message i love it mm-hmm. i've been waiting to hear it for so long i can't wait to hear it from from the leaders here and in these other cities where this violence is spiking the way it is I can't wait to hear more of it, but it's time to implement. Mm. So she, the the black woman has said it. Mm. The black man needs to implement mm. it's it. It's time to put it in action. But that's but that's but that's inside. Mm. We have to strengthen ourselves to fight outside. We're like bleeding wool. We like bleeding the puppies or dogs. You know what I mean? Just walking around with a limb hanging off, mm. trying to fight a system, mm. and we're not even united. We won't even like the. Like, conform to you know what i mean our strength mm. our strength in family our strength in community our trust in each other yeah. we can be we can be all right you know if we if we don't reject each other if we don't reject each other that's a big if that is a big if. that is a huge cultural if that's an if yeah. and that's not and that's just raw for me raw mm. for me like i can't Continue to stand and scream at a system to fix something that I won't work inside, like the subset of it. Mm. Like, yeah, that it may never fix. Right. White culture may never. We may never get that. We've been at this conversation for four hundred years. Absolutely. It that may never change. It's like trying to fix a fault. It's like trying to fix a pipe with the faucet running. Like, like you, like, you got to turn the faucet off at some point. Listen. You're never going to fix that leak. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And can't and and you never, you may never be able to trust them to do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why we would. Like, why would you start? Why would you start from the position of trusting your oppressor to change the way they treat you? Like, it's the, it's the worst starting position ever. Yeah. You start from inside. Yeah. And you build. But when you get in these positions, but when you get into the positions where you can make the change, mm. right, where you can actually affect the change, mm. where you can actually vote on how much, you know, federal dollars, state dollars are allocated, mm. you know what I mean, to the communities in which we live, mm. you know. Which way do you go? Which way do you go? Uh-huh. Hey, how many of them turn around and forget everybody else? And when are we, and then when do we hold them accountable? Mm. How do we hold them accountable? You know why we we vote them. We take their power. Their power is easy to take. Mm -hmm. We can sit them down quickly. In a heartbeat. If we actually are convinced that voting matters. Well, like, that's why that's why I asked, like, who do you think is the most? Because most of us are not like the majority of us are not politically engaged. Well, it's it's not hard. It's not hard to understand how easy it is to make those changes. If we all take voting seriously. But there's so many who discount the power of the vote. Like mm-hmm. just just flat out discounted, like the tooth fairy. Like- I mean, but you have you have the 
100 top 100 most dangerous cities run mm-hmm. by Democrats. Mm-hmm. We've aligned ourselves. We have an allegiance to Democrats. Now, I'm not I take what Donald Trump says with a grain of salt. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really I really don't don't mm-hmm. trust, you know what I mean? The breath he breathes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he says we're going to allocate federal dollars mm-hmm. to the most, you know what I mean, violent cities. I'm pledging dollars to it. Like, if you're thinking about it, doesn't, where are we, where are we, what do we begin to say? Mm-hmm. You know, we have these people who are implementing it. So we know that we get, if we get the money, right. then what happens with implementation? Mm-hmm. Now, is that, a, is that almost an incentive to, to uh, pump up the violence in your city? Like, uh, for a long time, policing has been very numbers based, mm-hmm. very data based. You know what I mean? Uh, how much activity are, are our police officers getting in these areas? Mm-hmm. How many arrests are being made in those areas? Is that almost an incentive to uh, to to put that violence, push it forward, as opposed to an incentive to combat it and bring it down? Well, I guess that determines the agenda of the people that's leading it when uh, it's time to implement it. Uh, our leaders again. So our leaders, are you getting your cut off top? Mm. And do you get that kind of like power where you get to only give this community project a, a couple thousand dollars, <laughs> but you get to give this one a million dollars, you know, or there's no equity in the decisions that you make. You're not making sure that who, you know, it's distributed evenly, mm. you know, because in the end you, you want it to end or do you, or do you, and or if, do you, and if we're not calling a spade a spade and pulling these people out mm. and sitting them down, Sidelining them. Yeah. yeah, there you have it. Yeah. I think that's the main question. I think that's always a question: is or or do you? Well, yeah, but, <laughs> or do you? But why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we? I'll tell. I'll tell you why I think we don't. I think we don't is because at a certain point, if you figure all that out. The minute you figure all that out, now you have to be accountable for what you got going on in your house. Well, you know, you you cut your grass and now everybody see how messed up your paint is. Well, <laughs> like I think that's something that we deal with as a culture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but we we also don't refresh. I mean, and I think we're up against it in generally generationally. Mm-hmm. We don't refresh our conversation. Mm-hmm. We don't pull back. We don't re-strategize. Mm-hmm. We just stay with the status quo. It's working. It's halfway working. It ain't hard to be happy. It's halfway. Yeah, it ain't hard to be happy. You make some shit work. It ain't hard to be Listen, happy. Listen, yeah. it's working. Yeah, All right. That's well, true. We got this little bit of money for this <laughs> this community event. It's working a little bit. Right. You know, they showed up. We trying. We trying. Yeah. But then when you realize, like, we're going against, like, the natural matriculation of leadership. Oh, wait a minute. Mahooch or what? Yeah. Like, they're not matriculating out of the system. You know, our elders, they're holding on to these leadership positions like gold. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you have a generation in between us. Us, you know? Mm. I don't even know. What are we, Generation I think we're Generation X. X, Who, Uh. you know follow the roadmap that our elders played out, laid out for us. Mm. 
and they're not moving for us to step into it. Mm -hmm. They're telling us to still, we're not ready. Keep state of course. Mm -hmm. And then you have these gener the, the generation behind us, the millennials who they have no security in society. Mm -hmm. They have no job security. They have no equity in people. Like they have like the whole kind of like framework. They're winging it. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, well, Listen, I still have 60, 70 years to live. <laughs> I'm pushing all y'all out the way. Right. It's, it's breaking up the link. It's breaking the link. And at the end of the day, nobody is having this conversation. No. Yeah. Everybody's well, so worried about jockeying for position. Yeah, because nobody wants to just sit down. Like, I mean, and we won't, we won't, we won't involuntarily sideline them. Right. And nobody is voluntarily sitting down. And it all comes back to when you do speak out inside the culture. When you do speak up, you wrong. You wrong. You out and you and you're pushed out. Mm -hmm. You're out of place. You're yeah. you're de facto. Hmm. You know. It's not your time. Your voice don't matter. Don't mm. listen to them. They're not connected. They don't know. Despite that $200,000 in student loan debt you had. You don't know. You don't know. Oh, I know some you shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know some. I know some All right. It's no bitterness, but it's actually just a level of accountability that All we right. need to take in the conversation. Listen, your $200,000 worth of debt will keep you accountable. All right. <laughs> Oh. The, but the lives of our babies need to keep us accountable. Absolutely. Because we don't need to bury another eight-year-old because of foremost, a bullet. Rest in peace, uh, Sequoia Turner. Uh, Every, everybody. Strength to her family mm -hmm. and her loved ones. And everybody Babies out in there. Philly. Oh, man. These yeah. babies. Six These year, babies. Six-year-old yesterday. Yo, yesterday was crazy. It mm -hmm. just would not stop coming. Mm -hmm. I'm interested. As a matter of fact, I know it's not the worst day in the history of the city because we had a day that was at least just as bad less than a, yeah. like less than two months ago. You know what? Today is the worst day because yeah. we're silent. Dang, we ain't talking about it. Today is the worst. Yesterday uh, wasn't the worst day. Today uh, is the worst day because we ain't we nobody silent. Talking. Well, it has been hailing. Well, ain't nobody you know, going we, out. Ain't nobody protesting. We ain't doing rain. a whole bunch of protesting. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we mad. We mad, <laughs> but we ain't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all, this has been the Pure Black Podcast. We're going to get out of here. You want to take us out of here, Mom? Yeah, it was a great experience. Great chatting it up, but we're going to continue to speak in the culture, through the culture, and for the culture. We're taking black being seriously.